Welcome back to Software Social. This episode is sponsored by the website monitoring tool Odeer. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you know that I'm passionate about customer service and listening to customers. A few months ago, we noticed something wasn't working on the Odeer dashboard. We reported it to them and they fixed it almost immediately. Everybody has bugs occasionally, but not every company is so responsive to their customers, and we really appreciate that. You can sign up for a 10-day free trial with no credit card required at odeer.app. So Michelle, I'd love to hear about how things are going with the book. They're going. Um, So after our episode with Sean last week, I realized that I kind of I have to launch this thing eventually right um yes and you know for you know I I mean for months I've been hearing that advice of you know do a do a pre-sale and like start selling it beforehand and 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 I was like yeah I mean you know I that that's the best practice that makes sense and then just kind of being like but but that doesn't apply to me right like I can ignore (laughs) that um it's all, you know, it's funny because it's almost, I feel like the way people feel about when they hear about customer interviewing, they're like, that sounds really valuable and like the right thing to do. And I'm just going to act like that doesn't apply to me. Um, yep. So that's kind of how I was and talking to Sean really kind of got me to be like, okay, okay, fine. I should actually sit down and do this. So I got a very simple website together and then I um, actually did end up launching the uh, presale. Uh, oh congratulations yeah that was super scary like because the book is like full of typos and uh and like random places where it says like insert graphic here um (laughs) so tell us how many books have you sold okay yeah so I guess I get to do like a numbers numbers update update for the first time this is fun um so I have sold 34 copies. Wow. Um, that's a lot. So, and that's not including for like, you know, platform fees and whatever, just like, you know, $29 times 34, basically. Um, $986. That's amazing. So I'm like Congratulations. so close to that like thousand mark, which I was talking about this with Matias earlier and he's kind of like, I feel like that's like a, you know, that's like the legit threshold is a thousand. Like, and I don't know why, but it's like, yeah, it's like that feels like that feels like the the like the first big hurdle. I totally agree. Um, That's wonderful news. Congratulations. You know, I expected to feel uh, excited or relieved or something positive after releasing it um, or the presale at least. And I got to tell you, like, I just feel pressure. Like, I'm really Mm. glad I didn't do this sooner. Really? Um, yeah, because now I have, you know, at least 34 people I can't disappoint. Um, right. And I feel like just like the pressure to make something that is uh, a quality product. Like I already had that pressure on myself to put something out there that I'm proud of. Yeah. Um, but now I have all these other people who are um, expecting that and not that anyone has emailed me and said anything to that effect but that's how I feel and I was thinking about this earlier and 
And I was like, man, like writing and selling this book has like brought out all of these like vulnerabilities and and self-doubt and everything like all of the stuff that I like thought I had dealt with and then with the (laughs) book it's like sort of like bursting out of the the cabinet being like hey I'm still here um so it's you know I mean I have tools to like deal with that but it's been like oh my gosh like I thought I had dealt with like I never feel about this way about anything about Giacodio like So So this is interesting because (laughs) I, when I was feeling a similar way um, many months ago, I don't actually know if I talked about it on the podcast, but I had a very high value client that I had a great relationship with that needed a file uploader and mine wasn't quite done. And I had this moment of terror, panic, I don't know, where I was like, I shouldn't use mine because if I put it on my client's site, like it has to work. Right. There's no get out of jail free card. Kind of like you've now sold this book like you have to finish. it. Right. It's not just like throwing it in a PDF and then like, yeah, oh, whatever. Nobody paid for it. Like it's not a big deal. Like it's like, no, this is like this is serious now. Yeah. And I think something that um, that I'm thinking of as you're talking about this, I remember at the time uh, Alex Hillman had a really great tweet thread about you're not scared of failure. Maybe you're secretly scared of success. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. really interesting. Like just when you think about like the psychology and all of these new insecurities coming to light for you, like maybe you're scared of success. You know, and it's it's so, I feel like we should have them on the podcast more because I feel like they are like Amy and Alex in some way are like characters on this podcast. They're just not actually on the podcast. (laughs) Like with the amount we talk about, you know, 30 by 500 and everything. Um, she, ha- I think, I think it was her or maybe, no, or maybe it was Danny Donovan, the woman who does the ADHD comics. Um, but I think it was Amy had a thread like a couple months ago that was like, you know, people with, um, or maybe, I don't know if she has ADHD, so I don't know if this was her. Okay. Somebody had a thread that was like, you know, people with ADHD, like you don't ever feel accomplished when you finish something. It's just over and then you're on to the next thing. And it was like, yes, like I expected to feel something when I finally got that out there. And now it instead feels like, oh, now I have to put in the graphics. Now I have to do the cover art. Like now I have to like, um, like it just, it, it, it didn't, there was never this like moment of like feeling accomplished or anything like that. It just, it just rolled hmm. into the next thing. Interesting. And I guess so I don't I don't have that problem. <laughs> <laughs> like that doesn't happen to me. I, I mean, but it's interesting. I find that interesting because one of the things for me is when I accomplish something, even if it I feel like if I'd been in your position and I got the pre-sales out there, um I I do feel that like internal satisfaction of hitting that goal and that's what keeps me motivated. So, if you don't get that same kind of dopamine hit, doesn't yeah, that make I got the whole process nothing. kind of painful? <laughs> It doesn't sound well, fun. But, well, what I do get that from is people um, like, uh, you know, positive reinforcement from other people. Like, so I've been okay. asking people for testimonials um, to put at the front of the book. Um, and on the one hand, that terrifies me. Um, and on, and then on the other hand, when they do come in and people are talking about how the the, the book and also sort of newsletter and like pod, like all this all this stuff is all sort of meshy 
uh, together um, has helped them and what it has helped them do and how they wish they had had it sooner and everything like that makes me feel good. That makes me feel like I am delivering the like a product that 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 is worth somebody paying for and that I can be proud of um, seeing how it's impacted other people. But I like I I I don't really get satisfaction out of achieving things, which um, is really ironic because I think about younger versions of myself and I've like, you know, I described me in high school as an achievement robot, like, um, an achievement robot. <laughs> yeah. You know, you're like just taking as many APs as you can and your life is over if you don't get in a top college, you know, that whole, mm-hmm. that whole song and dance, um, that turned out to be a lie. Cause now I work for myself. <laughs> Not at all bitter about that. Um, <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, but the, so that is really like keeping me going or like people tweeting out being like, hey, like, what is the book coming out? And part of me is like, oh, my God, am I going to get it done by then? But like um, I've been getting a lot of really good reinforcement from people and that and, and I think that's for me, that's been one of the really big benefits of building in public is not not necessarily knowing that exactly that people are going to pay for it and how much they're going to pay and having that money up front, but knowing that I'm creating something that is useful for people like that is what keeps me going. That sounds great too. But now I got to finish the damn thing. So um, (laughs) now you got to, I was actually, I was saying that the release date would be June 24th. I actually just had to push that back to July 2nd because I just, I don't think I have enough time. Yeah. Um, I do have an idea for the, the cover like I want it to be like a terminal printout that's like basically like installing like you know like installing like empathy and like loading scripts you know like like just like I don't <laughs> know just, just That'll sort be of cute. like sort of corny I like um because developers aren't the only audience for it but I also want them to know that this is a resource that is that is like a, um accessible to them yeah um I don't know I'm gonna <laughs> I have zero artistic abilities. Like, I can't even, like, think visually. Like, so I have yeah. so many people who are reviewing the draft right now, which is pretty amazing. Some of them are, like, super close friends of mine who are harsh editors, and I'm super grateful for that. And other are, like, people I have never even met who are so, um, I guess, so taken with, with the idea of the book that they're, like, helping me edit it. And I have never met them before, which is just so moving. Um... But anyway, so someone has been giving me a lot of feedback on like, oh, like this should be a graphic and like this should be a graphic. And I'm like, I'm so glad you're saying that because it would have never occurred to me that that could be a graphic because I communicate in speech and in text and there's not a whole lot of pictures going on. Yeah. So, so yeah, I got to kind of get all of all that together in the next couple weeks and like hopefully release like the print on demand version at the same time. But it's unclear and then after that I get to do the audiobook which honestly I'm really looking forward to because then I just have to read the book out loud and I feel like as a podcaster I'm like I got that like this does right. not involve any pictures like I am good <laughs> I can do it. no pictures no required. art skills required <laughs> are you gonna hire someone to do the graphics have you figured that out yet no I've been making them in powerpoint <laughs> okay just like really simple like there's not going to be like pictures pictures like if it it turns out this book is a huge hit and I need to do a version two that like actually has pictures and like somebody doing like professionally doing the layout then like yeah I'll 
I'll, I'll do that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's so, just like more like flow charts, if anything, or like putting something in a box so that it's like called out, like even that kind of stuff. My brain is like doesn't. Have you ever seen um, there's a couple of people I've met at conferences that are developers, but they're also visual thinkers. And so they'll like make sketch notes of someone's conference talk. Have you ever seen these? I'm going to send you some after the podcast. They're so cool. I mean, for your for, you know, especially to hit like the developer audience, that would be and that might be like version two of the book. But like like sketch notes or something would be super cool. Like I, I could see a lot of cool opportunities here. Yeah, I tried to use something called Excaladraw, and I think my problem is, like, I just don't think visually. Yeah. Like, I never graduated beyond stick figures. Um, my my efforts that were beyond stick figures are hilarious. Um, <laughs> like, actually, like, yeah. Um, so I probably should, like, should bring that in. You know, um, but again, I mean, the book is only made, you know, just under a thousand dollars. So I'm not I'm not I don't really want to, like, go out and hire an artist for a couple thousand dollars for it. Like, I don't feel like that's a reasonable. Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Like, that's right. I mean, that might be in the future. Yeah. I feel like that's not yet. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So. So that's. It's exciting. I'm glad we gave you that push. I mean, I kind of felt like I gave you that push when I was basically (laughs) like, you're going to have this up by the time we launch this podcast, right? (laughs) Um, I'm happy. I hope it wasn't too stressful, but I'm happy you got there. I think I needed the external deadline because, and again, this is kind of one of those, for me, ADHD things, like I need an external deadline because if it's a deadline I've come up with, then it's not happening. But like the reason why the book is going to be out by July 2nd is because like our well it was going to be june 23rd because our daughter finishes school for the year on june 25th so i was like it has to be out before she gets out of school but then i remember that she has a week of summer camp so i'm like okay i have another week <laughs> you have one more week <laughs> <laughs> but no it has to be done before <laughs> she gets out of camp because otherwise then I, you know i won't have as much time so yeah external deadline I super like helpful yeah how's uh how's stuff in simple file upload world so things are good. I, you know, signups have still been consistent, but because I lost that big customer, I'm just below 1K MRR. So I haven't really seen that reflected in. Oh, is the big customer the one that like wasn't using it and you couldn't get in touch with them? No, that person's still there. But like I lost oh, okay. one person that was um, like a tier below that, which is because mm. I have three tiers. And so Things are fine. I mean, I'm not seeing a big increase or really any movement on the revenue because of the churn at that level, at that um, more expensive level. But I'm pretty excited about some of the things I'm going to be trying to do in the next couple months. Um, My summer is crazy. So I had at first resigned myself to just not really working on Simple File Upload for a couple months. I was like, I'm just going to let it sit. It's doing great. It requires almost no customer support. But I mean, a thousand dollars a month, and then it recurs is like right. It's like, like I mean, okay, can we talk about how thing. awesome this like. is? Like, <laughs> I mean, by the way, this is awesome. Like after <laughs> fees and stuff, after I pay my hosting fees and my storage fees and my Heroku fees, I clear like six hundred, six fifty. Like that's like pretty cool. Yeah, you know? it's like I'm not like so my <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so I wasn't upset about this, but like I just needed to see kind of where my life was and what I was doing. And I was like, I might just have to sit on this for a couple months because I don't have the time. But then I got an idea. Mm-hmm. So I am going to take really what happened is I was really inspired talking to Sean last week about 30 by 500. I have never taken that course, but I read like everything Amy Hoy writes on the internet. Um, and so I kind of feel like I get the idea behind Sales Safari. The idea being find where your customers hang out and find out what their problems are. Mm-hmm. Conceptually, it seems easy. I just haven't had time to do that. And him, he said last week that he spent 80 hours. Think about that. So he was trolling Reddit forums for 80 hours. I mean, I probably already do that, and there's no business purpose (laughs) behind it. No focus to it, right? (laughs) So, um, so that's so. I really think I'm at this inflection point where what I have is working. It's doing great. I don't need to build more features until I know what features people need. And as we talked about, I think two weeks ago, different audiences want different features. Mm -hmm. As a Solo founder, I do with a job, I don't have the bandwidth to build all the features for everybody. Like I'm not trying to take on Cloudflare, right? Um, I really want to niche down and find my people and build for my people. I can't do that until I know who my people are and I still don't really know. So I am going to hire someone to do some of the sales safari research for me since I don't have time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of pumped. And by someone, I mean my sister. She, yeah. So it's like, you talk about how like you love having a business with Matias. Yeah. I would love to have a business with my sister. Like I would love for her to be able to work for me, for this to become a real company and, um, you know, for us to do this together. So she is just coming off her maternity leave. Um, she has decided not to go back to her job. So she has only a little bit of time because she doesn't have a lot of childcare. So she has like one day a week that she's going to work for me doing marketing research and sales safari. And I was kind of trying to teach her like what I think is useful. Um, we're both kind of learning as we go. Neither of us really knows. We're just making it up. And we're going to do that for the summer and kind of see where it takes us. Wow. Wait, so what is her background in? <laughs> she's an environmental consultant. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So but she actually... It's in no way relevant, but she's, so really the deal is she's a writer. So in her job as a consultant, what they do is they, um, they have to write these like epic reports. So her background is really in writing. So originally she was going to write content for me and she wrote me a couple pieces, but it's really hard to come in since she doesn't have the technical background. It's I, and my, my audience is developers. Like I need really technical content. So I don't think she's going to fit as a technical writer, um, but she's going to do, she's taking a class in SEO. So she's going to do like keyword research and she's going to jump into the forums and Reddit and try and like find out what people's pain points are surrounding file uploads. You know, it sounds like you guys have a good working relationship together. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, all problems, this is something I was thinking about. All problems are people problems, right? Mm-hmm. So if you want to control your business, and I'm just hypothesizing here, the number one most important people, but the number one most important thing is the people you work with. And mm-hmm. I can't think of anyone else I'd rather work with. So 
I think she'll figure it out or she'll hate it. And if she hates it, then she won't do it anymore. And I'll find someone else. But that's yeah. kind of our plan. Um, but like, I'm if pretty you excited. Have, like, yeah, you ha- if you have someone that you work well with and you believe that they're capable of learning what you would need them to learn, then, you know, you like you trust them. And yes. that matters. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So this summer for me is really for uh, for simple file upload I think is really going to be a focus on figuring out what niche to serve um Mm -hmm. I was talking to another friend and he just got a new job and he works for a big event management company and he pointed out you know he was he actually mentioned you because he listens to the podcast and he was like these huge companies they don't care about the little guys who are making a million dollars a year and his no, point they was don't care they don't care so he's like you if you can carve out a niche in one of these huge industries like you can be incredibly successful and like yeah. these big guys they don't care no and you know on your sister it might be really interesting to have her do interviews with people because she will be completely coming in with a beginner's mindset like i find this is something that is difficult for people to adjust to like like we've talked about when when someone says like oh like could i do this and you start thinking through like whether they could and how you would implement it or you know right. they, they talk about what they wanted to do and you just like oh of course you wanted to do this because of this and like you don't even question it but she but she would be like well why do you want to upload a file in the per- first place like right. like wow well, is that how does that work because she's genuinely a beginner like i feel like in in some ways the fact that i don't have a geography background has been an advantage for yeah you know, for, for, for this, because like, I, I don't come in, you know, with it, with all of these preconceived notions about why someone would want to do this. So I think that could be really interesting once she gets her feet wet and kind of a sense of what's going on to try to talk to the customers. I think that's a great idea. Um, I hope we can grow into that. I definitely think there's opportunity there. I think of her as like you and I'm like Matthias in the power couple, um, building of a, of a company. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. I mean, she wants to get into Mark. I mean, we kind of are going down this route because I don't have enough time. I want to do it. I need to do it. And she wants to, really, she wants to transition into a remote career that's flexible, like mm-hmm. most parents. Um, and she's really interested in SEO and marketing. So I think it's going to be a fun little adventure. Um, I'm excited to see what she finds out. Part of this was also... Um, I think we've talked a lot about, I have an interest in no code. So Mm -hmm. I had a call with the JetBoost IO founder, Chris. Yeah, Chris. Who I believe you know as well because you're a mentor. (laughs) Yeah, I I mentor him through Earnest Capital. I literally just had a call with him the other day. (laughs) So I had a call with him independent of your call with him. (laughs) Which we didn't know about. (laughs) Which we did not plan. Um, To talk about opportunities in the web flow space and so I think one of the first things I'm going to have my sister well not the first but one of the things my sister's going to try and do this month is really see if there's a need in web flow the thing about web flow is in 2018 web flow introduced their own file uploader so before that there was a huge need for it now they have their own file uploader so it might be that what I provide is no longer you know something people need or want um, so before I go and build an integration with Webflow, uh, I'm going to have her do some sales safari research. They have really active forums to kind of see what people are looking for, to see if there's 
opportunity there. Yeah, Chris was telling me that they have a like feature upload, like a feature upvotes thing where people go in and request features. Yeah, I saw that. I think, you know, the interesting thing about file uploading in Webflow is they have a maximum size of 10 megs and I you can't do multiple file uploads at the same time. Um, so the question is how many people really care? Like who really, do, is, are there enough people that are uploading large files or want to do maximum, or I'm sorry, want to do multiple file uploads at a time that it would be worth it for me to make an integration into that space? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, she's going to kind of dive into that and see what we can find out. And like, this is just going to be a fun marketing learning time because I built this thing because I wanted to build something, um, as you know, and I'm really happy that I built something to scratch my own need because it's worked out really well, but I still haven't really honed in on who I can serve best. And there's lots of opportunities out there. So exciting yeah I think it's gonna be great I think I think it'll be fun Um, it'll be good to have someone actually dedicated to reading reddit and webflow forums and heroku forums and whatever um, to try to identify you know the need there and in the file uploading space and then with the seo research you know I can then either write the content myself or hire someone to write technical content depending on my time commitments my time you know what I can do so yeah there's a lot to be I think sort of learned and and discovered here and and also that seo work you can do that like that can also inform the kind of feature development that you do too like because there i mean this just happened to us the other day like there was um something that i noticed we had had a couple of customers ask us how to do and so i wrote up an an article about um how to do it and then um but like to basically do it manually and then I just saw this morning that it, that it's like our top performing growing piece of content and has like a 400% increase in clicks. And like wow. we had just been looking into like, oh, how might we add that? And it's like, okay, maybe we should. Like there's, um, you yeah. know, SEO isn't just for bringing in customers, but also for figuring out what what people might want as well. Yeah. And you've said before, I think that SEO is your number one channel. Yeah. I mean, channel. we we don't run paid ads. We don't do any outbound sales. Like we occasionally sponsor conferences, but that's mostly because like our friends run them and it's just like kind of yeah <laughs> to support our friends. Like we're a sponsor of Longhorn PHP, the Texas PHP conference. But um, like that's just because our friend runs it. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's not very like organized or intentional. It's just like, sure, like we'll help you out. Now, when you do SEO, do you do like, tradi- now you just said like you were talking to a customer and then you got this idea of a, a good page, but do you do traditional keyword research as well? Uh, maybe. Uh, like we yeah, use I don't... hrefs like the okay. ah i don't know how i still don't know how to pronounce the name of that <laughs> i know what you're ahrefs yeah, yeah ahrefs or hrefs yeah ahrefs um we use that we use google search console for a long time which is honestly a really good tool and it's free 
because okay. um, Ahrefs is, is pretty expensive. Um, but yeah, you can do keyword research and rankings and refers and all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't keep a super close eye on it. Um, but yeah, whenever we're, we're you know, we, every so often, like every couple weeks or so, we go in and look at what content is performing and what else we might need and whatnot. Cool. Yeah, I don't know. I really haven't done, I've done absolutely zero keyword research. So I think it's probably worth our time to put a little bit of effort into that to see what people are searching for, um, to get a better idea of how to use those tools. Yeah, I mean, our, our approach is, you know, find those keywords and then write stuff that people might be searching for and show them how to do it with Geocodio. And I think I like that because I... And I think we talked about this is kind of something that I have struggled with with the book is like I struggle with sounding salesy like and writing like conversion copy like it's just really something that um, I feel like I sound way too infomercially when I try to write it <laughs> like you know there are people who are really good at, at writing conversion copy and sounding like a natural human being when they write it like I mean you know Amy Hoy is one of those people um but I you know I might as well you know be like hawking something on the home shopping network when I <laughs> try to write it so so like writing be like oh you're searching for geocoding hello we do geocoding here is how you can do it and like like all of these different ways you can do it and rephrasing all of those different things and then here's where you can try it and then here's where you can do it and it's very like straightforward that's like maybe you need it maybe you don't all of those options are fine <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> buy this now or you will die um, like <laughs> yeah I'm hoping with our keyword research and kind of like since I haven't done this at all um, you know with what the marketing research she does as you've talked about I think a lot of that's going to inform my content, um, and building out future landing pages. So that's really going to be a focus for me is like trying to get content and, you know, pages out there that appeal to people. Well, I'm going to be spending the next week working on the book and you're going to be onboarding your sister and getting this research going. Sounds like we got our work cut out for us. It's going to be a good week. All right. Well, I guess that'll wrap us up for now. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Huge thanks to all of our listeners who've become software socialites and support our show. Chris from Chipper CI, the daringly handsome Kevin Griffin, and Mike from Gently Used Domains, who has a nice personality. Dave from Recut, Max of Online or Not, Stefan from Talk to Stefan, Brendan Andrade of Brightbits, Team Tuple, Alex Hillman from the Tiny MBA, Rami from Hovercode and Rocket Gems, Jane and Benedict from UserList, Kendall Morgan, Ruben Gomez of Signwell, Corey Haynes of Swipewell, Mike Wade of Crowd Sentry, Nate Ritter of Roomsteals, Anna Mast of SubscribeSense, Jeff Roberts from Outseta, Justin Jackson, MegaMaker, Jack Ellis and Paul Jarvis from Fathom Analytics, Matthew from Appointment Reminder, Andrew Culver at Bullet Train, John Coster, Alex of Corso Systems, Richard from Stunning, Josh, the annoyingly pragmatic founder, Ben from Consent Kit, John from Credo and Editor Ninja, Cam Sloan, Michael Copper of Nusi Proposals, Chris from URL Box, Callie of Toslet, Greg Park from Trait Lab, Adam from Rails Autoscale, 
Lana and Alex from Recapsi, Joe Mazzalotti of RailsDevs.com, Proud Mama from Applenet LLC, Anna from Cradle, Monsef from Ruby on Mac, Steve of Be Inclusive, Simon Bennett of Snapshooter Backups, Josh Smith of Keyhero.io, Jesper Christensen of Form Backend, Matthew of Works Cited, Chris of JetBoost.io, Daryl Shannon of Docomatic, Larabels, a community for Larabelle developers underrepresented due to their gender, Brendan from Feederloop, Pascal from Sharpen.page, Lynn Romick from Convini, Arvid Call, James Sowers from Castaway.fm, Jessica Malnick, Damian Moore of Audio Audit Podcast Checker, Eldon from Nodal Studios, Mitchell Davis from RecruitKit.